So hello, 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 everyone. This is Reagan Thompson. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. As usual, I'm just really excited and ready to explore a new topic with you. Today, my guest is Adam Hall, and I'm really looking forward to exploring the topic around to know thyself is to love thyself. This is a topic that I find to be um, probably one of the most important topics of my journey in this life. Uh, to really get to know myself has been um, kind of an intense experience. You know, I thought I knew myself coming into this planet, and I did know myself pretty well. And then along the journey of getting to know myself, I also lost myself for some time, and I had to reawaken to who I was, and that was uh, a process. So I'm looking forward to launching into this topic with Adam here today. Thank you so much. We are going to take a deep dive into this topic with our guest, Adam Hall, an inspirational speaker and author and founder of The Genius Process. Today, Adam is going to share some key insights on how to discover your genius and love yourself as never before. But before we begin, let's start with some questions to our listeners. So the first question I have, are you ready to fall in love with yourself and find deep love in others? Are you ready to eliminate fear once and for all? Yes, (laughs) I am. Do you feel confident with your ability to choose wisely in your life? Did you know our choices affect our relationship with ourself? My guest today is Adam Hall. After 24 years, he is the founder and CEO of Los Angeles-based middle market real estate investment bank and succeeding at making millions of dollars Adam lived what most people would believe was a picture of success. Yet deep inside, he felt lost, he felt empty, out of control, and found himself questioning the future. He realized he was living a life that was inauthentic, unsustainable, and lacking the freedom he thought he would have when getting to this place in his life. In 2004, Adam underwent a profound awakening. This began a period of exploration, research, and study. Through this process, Adam came to a comprehensive understanding of consciousness, the nature of reality, and how this knowledge can be accessed and applied to one's career and personal growth. Yes, (laughs) it sounds so good. Now Adam empowers both individuals and organizations to align purpose and mission to activate potential, achieve extraordinary results, and create a lasting legacy. I like that. Sounds so good. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Well, thank you so much for coming here today, Adam. I'm so happy you came. I'm so happy to be here, Reagan. Mm -hmm. I look forward to our conversation and deep dive and exploration. Let's see where we go with it. I just really love being with Adam. I've met him many times now, and we have a relationship that's gone on for, what, a few years? I don't really remember exactly how long Three or four years now. Three or four years, yeah. And every time I see him, he has such a bright light that I see from such a far distance. And um, there's people like this I really am fascinated with because I know that to obtain that sort of light, that light capacity, it's it's an undertaking, especially amidst the planet that we're involved with right now, our beautiful planet, Mother Earth. Um, I know that we are up against different strifes and challenges and and, and, uh, circumstances right now on the planet that are not always easy. And one of the uh, challenges we experience is not only with 
the external circumstances of the planet, but with what's going on internally inside of us, uh, right? So we're, we're dealing with both. And I want to explore that with you because today's topic is around to know thyself is to love thyself. And I know for me that has been, um, like I said, it's been an undertaking to get to the place where I'm loving myself more and more. You know, uh, for those who know about my journey, I experienced a great deal of light coming in, very awake, very blissed out, very excited um, around people who didn't necessarily understand that light and um, really just wanted to figure out what to do with me, really. And, you know, with all that energy and light. Um, so they guided me towards what they thought they would be the best thing for me, which would be more competition-oriented, sports-oriented. And slowly but surely, my light went out and I became the best at something. So therefore, the ego kind of leading the way, right? So then, you know, the process of awakening after that, you know, that's kind of the summed up version. I'm curious about your story of how it began somewhat and what's happened for you to get to the place where you are today. So somewhat of your summed up version as well. Well, Regan, thank you for, for having me today. And um, I enjoy, always enjoy meeting you and celebrating your light and the love you bring to the world. So I'm, I'm honored to be here with you. And to know thyself is, to, is truly to, to love thyself. And that's the journey that we're all on. And what an amazing journey it is, if I do say. And, um, you know, we do live in, this is an extraordinary time. We're living in a, a very unusual time of, of great change and transformation, uh, both in our outer landscape and also in our inner landscape, as you referenced. Um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, someone asked me, so Adam, what do you see as the greatest challenge facing the planet right now? And I said, believe it or not, it's not the elephant we think that's in the living room, which is our cli climate. It's really the inner landscape and the dramatic shift that I think many of us are feeling, perhaps you are as well, and I know I am, that things are really shifting in a very powerful way. And as a, I guess, an initiate or a pilgrim on this path for, well, now 15 years, mm -hmm. as you referenced, uh, I've n never quite felt the intensity of the transformational process underway, which really leads me to get more, a little bit more into what you asked me around really what was the death and rebirth mm -hmm. of my own personal journey, because ultimately I, I was living that quintessential American dream, that hard-charging capitalist lifestyle, really unconscious capitalist mm -hmm. lifestyle, as you know, many referred to me as kind of a more of an earth conqueror mm -hmm. than an earth lover. And ultimately, as you referenced, that I didn't feel well, and I hit, hit a very powerful choice point in my life. And I believe that we're all confronted with these choice points every time, in, you know, all the time in our lives, but some are real semin seminal events. And I hit one back in 2004 at the pinnacle of my success, at seemingly the greatest place that I could have ever imagined in fulfilling my dreams of a big home and a family and the business and the clubs and all, all that, you know, the whole nine yards, so to speak. But it didn't feel good. It was something was missing as you were referencing. And um, so it's been, it's been a real journey of having to love myself to learn deeper into the depth of my soul of just who am I and why am I here? And perhaps most important, what is my life's mission? How can I serve 
others and how can I serve this planet? So hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into into the journey. Yeah, I read in your book about you were saying um, you became from the Earth Conqueror conqueror to the, um, what did you, how did you describe? The Earth Keeper. Keeper, so as your book is called. And I really appreciate that because, uh, wow, if <laughs> more of the people on this planet started to do that, what a different planet we would have, right? So I also really connected with this... Um, this key point that you were talking about with the choices that got made along the way and how they didn't feel good. You could see that some of your choices, there's just this visceral feeling in which I know I felt as well that came over me that even though I was at the, also the peak of my career and um, playing tennis um, and, you know, looked as being the next Capriati or something, right? Like just blew everyone's mind when I decided to stop playing because something inside me was saying, you know, this is not who you are. This is not your path. This is not um, going to bring you to a greater place of understanding yourself. This is not going to give you a greater sense of knowing yourself. You're not going to... Um, I remember feeling like you're not going to be able to stand next to someone without competing with them. There was this this ultimate competitive nature that that whole world um, offered me. And, you know, for some, maybe that really works. And for me, it just, it didn't. It wasn't a part of who I was, my soul self. And most importantly, I also heard you say um, through this awakening process that you also went through as I did, the most important reason why it sounds like you chose to do that is you wanted to figure out how could you be of service to humanity? That was one of your greater, it sounds like that's what you were saying. And you, you realized that was more self-serving and to be more selfless. Yes. And I think that um, what I'm getting to is how powerful that is in respect to knowing oneself. You know, these choices that we make that lead us down this path or lead us down this path. That's right. Right? And so one path, although it may look good and people around you are like, good job, you're doing well, you're, you're earning, you're, you're proving, you're um, achieving, um, you look good, you sound good. But at the end of the day, how do you feel? How do you feel about yourself? And I think that's the key point for so many people on the planet. They're doing something that doesn't truly light them up on the inside. And they're saying they have to do it or they should do it or they need to do it. These have to, need to, shoulds, right? And so, wow, I mean, what a contagion on the planet around what I just described. And so it takes bravery. It takes a lot of bravery to say, you know, no more. And regardless of how good this looks, you know, I really, really appreciated learning about your backstory because it reminds me so much of my backstory, you know, in the respect of, you know, I was getting a lot of praise. I was getting a lot of rewards. I was getting a lot of accolades. I was getting, um, I had this uh, supposed path that would bring me um, glory or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was also external and it was based on what others thought of me. And so, you know, when we make these choices, not always easy, but maybe the right choice for us. Yes, and I think that's it. That's important is to reflect on that path that we're we're on because ultimately one of the things that I recognized is that as I begin to awaken or begin to be more introspective into my own place of a presence, my own place of light and joy, it it, it really was a journey and it was full of trial and tribulation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and by no measure, Reagan, was it easy. Like hearing from you about some of the challenges you have, and you know, we seemingly want the magic pill these days, but ultimately, it's work. Mm-hmm. And but the work is really becomes the joy once the presence of that light and that energy becomes a real experience for you in life. Because that, for me, it became really about more. Um, not only an interpersonal connection, but a really connecting with others in a more pur- purposeful way. So the relationships that I had and experienced in my life be- have become so profound and deep mm-hmm. and one where we really see one another and honor one another. But it's it's easy to say, you know, what what is the current status and of my life in the presence of that, but I wouldn't want to for one minute – uh, walk over or skip or not remember what what this journey's been like, and to honor that, and to honor others that have support us on the way. That's the beauty. I, have you have, have you found on your journey that others come into your sphere, maybe synchronously, or they're supporting that awakening in the in the Earth School, so to speak? Oh, thank goodness! Yes, I mean, I just I'm so grateful for the the teachers, the guides, the mentors. That I mean, just because I was open to and I was ready for it, and I said yes to that. I've I I think thank goodness for being a part of competitive sports because I've always had a coach, right? So um, I've said yes to someone who's gone further ahead than me since day one almost, right? You know, because I believe that to have a structure and a strategy in place where you have mentorship or you have um, a healing program of some sort or some sort of, um, yeah, some sort of teacher or guide in your life, I, I, based on each segment of my life, I watched someone come in or some or a couple people uh, to assist me on the journey. And I think that that's a big part of getting to know thyself as well, because so much of this journey isn't always easy. And a lot of us are have a lot of pride. We're still working with pride. Mm-hmm. And we feel that asking for help, you know, asking for assistance on this journey to get to know oneself is maybe a sign of weakness or no one's going to know how to work with their story. Maybe it's too dark. It's too dense. Um, you know, so when it gets into what I've gone through to heal, which was not easy and continues to be a process of fully resolving, um, <clears throat> I thank goodness for the assistance because I know for a fact I wouldn't be here where I am today, which, of course, because of this great assistance and saying yes to it, um, I am sitting here with you. Right. So it's just such a gift um, to, I think, first, number one, say, yes, I'm open to the assistance and I want that. And I believe as soon as you do that, there's this divine assistance um, that presents these people to you or these programs or structure a strategy that could possibly be in place for you to help you get the help you need to wake up, Mm -hmm. to get to know yourself better. And um, that's what I really want to support for everyone because um, I being uh, myself being a coach, uh, I know I'm not meant to work with everybody, you know, so I want everyone to find whoever's ready to find who they would like to have in their life to help them as well um, to, to move forward because it's been priceless in my life to say yes to help. Yes, yes, yeah. yes to all of that. Yeah. Beautifully said. I, I, I would imagine you, like I, have teachers in our lives even to, to this day. I oh, mean, yeah. it is essential to 
to call in those guides and those wisdom keepers, and I refer to them in my traditions as earth keepers, people that are really helping to steward um, not only our individual lives but our collective lives. So I really honor that about your journey and, and just to hear that. And also it, of course, just allows us to be in our, our, our humility mm-hmm. and to really recognize that it's, it's okay it's, you know, it's okay to call upon others. And, you know, whatever our walks of life or whatever your means are or lack thereof, supposedly, um, you know, the, the earth school, so to speak, the place we walk on, the earth walk, I would say, offers us so many people that come along. Maybe it's somebody that smiles at you walking down the street or somebody that offers you an, an, an insight or some you read something or you're intrigued by an animal while you're walking in your garden or a flower and you were listening deeply to that support that we get in the universe. And I, uh, I, I, I shouldn't be amazed, but I'm in such deep gratitude every day about the, the gift of life and what holds us. And I, I would imagine you're finding the same in, in your walk of life. I sure have. It's been a, a process to, like, uh, a process to not only be appreciative and grateful of that because of falling asleep at some point and then waking up again, right, and going, oh, my goodness, like, what it's like to not feel that, to have that juxtaposition between, you know, really being in the dark depths and feeling, you know, hopelessness and depression and whatever, all those, you know, deeper, darker feelings that I went through and to rise back out of that and to really have so much appreciation for the flowers and the trees and the, um, uh, gosh, smiles on the street, just anyone being friendly, you know, me being friendly, noticing just how good that feels. And um, I take such, um, I really notice that. I really notice that in the world, the simplicity of life. And I, I, I think I'm kind of honing in on that because I think so many people out there feel that um, the little things don't really matter. You know, and I think that we're kind of diving into how can we um, really enjoy life and kind of take life by the horns more by simply just noticing and having gratitude for the little things. And I certainly know that I didn't always have this gratitude. It's it's interesting. I just gave a gratitude practice to a, a client recently, and she, um, it was just 21-day practice, right? It was just 21 days and every day to write down 10 things that they were grateful for each mm-hmm. night. And if you forget, you got to start over again. It nah. <laughs> <laughs> sounded really easy, right? 199. What was the first one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. Okay. And so, you know, 21 every day, just write down 10 things at night. That's the practice. And every night um, that was asked of this lovely person and five days went in and the ego got in there and was like, you don't need to do that tonight. Why don't you go out with your friend? Totally forgot starting over again. Initially, there was this kind of um, criticism of oneself, right? You know, like, I can't believe I forgot. Anyways, this beautiful thing happened where that started to get out of the way. The gratitude took hold every day, had to start over a few times. Maybe the gratitude practice now turned into 90 days. Mm -hmm. And now I know this person and they are practicing gratitude every day. And it has been so life-changing. If that was not the only practice that they brought into their life, literally at the beginning was like, what am I grateful for? What is this life about? Like, what, why, what, what do I have to be grateful for? I'm scanning over their day, 
really try, oh, I'm grateful for, you know, it had to be very specific, trying to figure it out. And there's just, it just became, wow, there's so much to be grateful for. Indeed, indeed. And I would encourage um, everyone in, in, in to tune into gratitude, not only in the, in the way that, that Reagan just shared with us, but in a way that really is very powerful as an act of, of, of forgiveness of, of, of another. Because ultimately, when we recognize someone, even though we feel the pain of our intersection with them, um, to varying degrees, because obviously things can be very verbally or physically abusive or traumatic uh, or just emotionally debilitating in many ways. But ultimately, when we recognize, well, what is it within this other person that I can f- find some gratitude? And the balancing of the pain and the tension and the trauma that comes through just a grateful piece of someone that seemingly well bought, brought difficulty into your life is a very powerful healing process. Mm-hmm. And it's something that that is so easy to invoke. And I was working with um, a very talented, quite powerful uh, millennial a woman recently. Mm-hmm. And she was going through a divorce with her business partner, you know, kind of a multi-million dollar kind of business relationship. And I felt the tension. It was very clear and evident in her process. And ultimately, I said, well, what, what is it when you sign your papers? Are you going to celebrate with her? And she, that stopped her in her tracks. And, of course, we turn that around to say, what is it that you feel so grateful to her about? And it relieved the tension. It began to allow those things that no longer serve us because, as you know, we often live today based on our past. (laughs) We think that way. We act that way. Everything we do is often predicated on our life's experience. And this is what we're really talking about today, about knowing ourselves and really stepping into the love of who we are because ultimately we're unleashing, we're kind of unwinding the old structure of who we are, really that kind of old 1.0 version and installing this upgraded system of who we are through this process of, well, self-awareness, self-actualization, awakening, whatever we want to call the journey. And that's a very powerful place and to let go and to use gratitude and deep forgiveness to do that allows us to get more into the depths of who we are. And that, and that's that's the beauty of of this journey. And we reference so wonderfully, and just even in walking down the street or being in the presence of another, being here with you today to see the light within you, see the the expression or the the, the, the what something that maybe is really indelible. Maybe it's a color. Maybe it's whatever it might be. But to see that in another, because ultimately we too want to be seen and we want to be recognized for our light. And when we are seen and recognized for what we share in our gifts, it it really, really amounts to a place where we are in a deeper connection, not only with someone else, but within ourselves. So a real simple test of this is if you're walking out and you feel the you and I, you feel the separation with another, then we're immediately finding ourselves defaulting into either a defensive place, a place where we may feel fearful, or where we're not really connecting in the gratitude of the life. Well, we all share together. Mm-hmm. So I love that as always as a starting point with people to mm-hmm. to play with that and have fun with, with right. that part of the journey. 
That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And uh, I was hearing you kind of explore how we have this connection with everyone really innately, you know, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street, we're all very connected. I mean, whether we have spoken to them or not, there's we're just, we're God in a body. We're all this beautiful universal force of energy that's connected on this planet, which is so beautiful. And there's so often there's these blocks within us that th- that we feel or think that we're separate from them and we're different. We're so different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so often it leads to very little conversation between it t- people at times, right? They kind of pass each other by, like, sure. you know, say, hey, how are you? Good morning. And and I answer. Or not, or not even. <laughs> exactly. Or not even. And and it's funny. I, I think maybe it's the Midwestern girl on me because where I'm from, yes. you know, someone says, hey, how are you? And we're actually waiting for an answer. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I just want to um, encourage our listeners to, regardless of what the response is from others, regardless of whether they smile or not, or regardless if you get that response you want to hear, you know, um, still ask, hello, how are you? Say hello, how are you? Still practice acts of kindness, still do without expectation. You know, I I know, I remember, I remember viscerally the time when I left the Midwest, came to California, and then I realized the difference between the vibration, right, as far as the friendliness and the openness. And there was a couple years where I was really like, oh, that's too bad. It's a little sad. Mm -hmm. And then thank goodness for some good transformational healing work and just starting to say, you know what? I know who I am. I am at the core of my being a loving, friendly, kind person. And just because others outside of me sometimes aren't, I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to stop being who I am. Right? So I think the key point here that I'm saying is that and inside of every soul on this planet, we have unique traits, unique personality. Um, let's denote, I'm going to delete the personality here. Um, inside your soul, within your heart center, there is these beautiful traits. You know, your soul's style, the style of your being, perhaps, as you'd like to say. Right. And your soul wants to express a certain way and has beautiful characteristics. Yes. And to know those and to celebrate those um, without wanting others to celebrate them with you is such an important thing because um, that can be one of the obstacles that I'm describing, you know, and letting go of any expectation of what you're going to receive when you do express your soul self. And then, you know, what's super cool that I've noticed is that the more that you do that, the more that you do start to attract others who also celebrate who they are. And, you know, I I remember a time where my whole family, my spiritual family around me was a little bit smaller. And I I thought maybe, you know, on this hand, one hand, I could really be authentic with these people. That's it. And as I became more authentic, as I got to know myself better, as I began to let go of what doesn't serve me, whether it be around my money or around certain relationships that were unserving, that were heavier in my life, whether that be with... um, gosh, I don't know, um, endeavors, uh, Mm -hmm. jobs that I'd taken, just things that I just was, you know what, this does not bring me joy. This is not making me happy. And and this person I'm with, it's a heavy energy. You know what, I'm done. You know, to let go of what does not serve you makes room for what does, right? And it just, I remember, it just started to change. It started to change. I started to watch my whole external realm change. 
And how it transformed was I started to see what I did want to have come into my life, more of these um, real, raw connections, these authentic connections that I could really enjoy and have a great time with and just be myself, you know. And I think that is one of those obstacles where there's a lot of lovely people out there um, sitting in their homes right now wondering if there are these type of people out there for them. And I know for a fact that the more that we get to know ourselves, how we tick, what we like, what we enjoy, who are we? No apologies. This is just who I am. You know what? You know, I really do like this. You know what? Actually, I don't like that. That's so funny. I thought I liked me. It's not yeah. bringing me. It's not bringing me happiness. It's not bringing. Me, why am I? Why am I doing this? Right. And I'm not saying that to make that change is easy. No. Not always easy. It's certainly certainly not. And you know, I think to embrace our fearlessness and and encourage and thank you for, for sharing there. And it, it just feels very real and deep and, and so important for all of us to know this this really indelible truth of this the challenges of the journey and and to also recognize even in our connection with others and in our working to break through beyond the separate self or the separate idea of everything seen separately is to to always remember that it's 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 not about you. It just isn't. And the main thing is for us to just be in the presence of who we are because that develops our skills. And and if I could tell you just a little quick story uh, about about an obstacle and about a place I came to in, in this place of feeling so separate, uh, ostensibly having it all, but ultimately feeling having nothing, that, that, that everything was really nothing in the oddest, most paradoxical way. And I'll never forget I went to a... Well, a really, really nice holiday Christmas party, and there was a um, there was a palm reader there, and I always, you know, was, oh, palm readers and tarot cards and feather people and new agey stuff, and so my wife at the time said, "Go, go, you got to go over there. You got to do this." I said, "Okay, I'm going to go." So she really, she said real, one thing to me, and it's it landed super hard. It was separation. Separation. You're you're living a life of separation, and it was very it was so mysterious that I became really obsessed with the word. And I, what I mean, I need to separate from my my wife. What I need to separate from my work. What does this really mean? She she only said enough to pique my curiosity, but ultimately, what I recognized, and, and and certainly this is relational, that I needed to know myself on a much deeper level because I had no idea what this idea of separation was in the first place. You know, it was it was really a subject, me, object, everything else. Well, wait a wait a second. We know today that there's so much more to our journey that are interconnected in our oneness with another. But then I had no clue, and I felt that separation. And the 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 idea here, and just to kind of make that long story short, is ultimately that that catapulted me onto a path of making very difficult choices, and in some ways sabotaging the life that I was living, my marriage, my work. And all that came with it, but ultimately the calling of my soul to emerge into a, a deeper truth that I needed to go into that dark night of the soul. And that did result in separation from my wife and even my family very painfully. 
and all the darkness that came with that, the pathologies of drinking and all the excess that came along with all that was a place to continue to hide away and bury my pain and the darkness that I was feeling in that journey. But ultimately, the decision was was made that it's too important to ignore, to ignore this call and that if I did, I would have just been walking dead. And and to all, all souls that are listening today, if you feel a bit alone and you feel like life is not bringing you to your highest joy, I can assure you that the moment has come to really embrace this greater love of who you are. And to do so through the the journey that you speak of is to know thyself because we're beautiful in our hearts and our souls. And even in the midst of my pain and challenges, the journey to wholeness, to oneness away from the separation was so worth it. And I would imagine you have you found the same from hearing your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, it just... I know I can feel the level of transformation that came from you entering into that intense period of your life of really the dark night of the soul. And, um, you know, I am married currently and have children as whether or not my listeners know that some of you do. And, um, that's a, it's, 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 it's a challenge in itself to just be married and have children then also have that you know, um, leave your life for some time and transition out of that experience and just that pain that that causes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just accentuating that because of those out there, our listeners who have dealt with divorce, who have dealt with losing their families because of divorce and then turn to addictions and, um, you know, these ways of hiding and masking their pain. You know, I certainly know about all of that. I've done all of that. I don't know what addiction I haven't tried. And <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. I tried it. I was like, well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Right. That wouldn't work either. Hmm. Let me try this. Yeah. So, um, so for those who have some sort of addiction they're working with today, um, just like myself and Adam, everything and anything can be worked with and healed. There is literally nothing that's going on inside you that that cannot be worked with and and brought to the light. And that's what I heard him say. And honestly, some of our deep, deepest, darkest hours. If we wish to, we can turn those into our greatest teaching moments of helping us learn who we are. And and I honestly think that those moments somewhat are for that. And I know that pain has been my greatest teacher. I am looking to change that more and more over time. And I believe that we're coming out of a time where that was the way it was. And I'm seeing that there it will be changing over the course of the future. And until then, if you are experiencing, experiencing pain right now, just know, just know that there's support available. And uh, nothing is too dark and too deep that it cannot be worked with. I am so happy that Adam came here today with me. I have gotten the opportunity right now to be sitting with him in this lovely room, looking into his bright eyes, and really has been such a gift for me. And um, I'll treasure this experience for my life. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming on today. I just want to give you an opportunity now to share any offerings that you might want to um, present to our listeners. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute joy to be in your presence and to share these these most important moments during these most important times that we we live in this planet. And uh, yes, anybody would like to uh, visit with me, feel free to ch- check out my website, Adam Hall at adamhall.solution, adamhall.solutions. You can find me there or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Love to hear from you. You can connect with me. You can see my work um, and some of the things I'm doing on my website at adamhall.solutions. Nice. Thank you. Thank Blessings. you. Blessings. Blessings. We'd also like to thank our sponsor for this episode, the Impact Hub at Santa Barbara. Impact Hub is a co-working space for change makers and entrepreneurs to collaborate, be inspired, and make an impact. Located in beautiful downtown Santa Barbara with spaces on State Street, Chapala, and in the Funk Zone, members have a multitude of resources at their fingertips, making it easy for them to focus on their purpose. Use the code REGAN, which is R-A-G-A-N, 10, all in caps, to get a 10% discount on your first month of Flex, part-time or full-time membership. Offer valid through June of 2019. So if you enjoyed being with us on this podcast today, I would really love it if you join me on my website. It's ReaganThompson.com. And on my website, you'll find any upcoming events. If you prefer to get into an event, there's even a place that you can buy your tickets for the event, as well as testimonials you can check out there, as well as audios and podcasts. This is all free on my website. I have been hearing repeatedly from people, not only within locally uh, and around the world, that they're getting a lot of benefit out of hearing the audios, which are offering wonderful healing techniques for you to bring into your life. So I hope that you also join me and partake in these free offerings. You can follow me on social media at Reagan underscore Thompson. That would be so wonderful. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. This has been such a such a treat to be with you all. And I hope this was beneficial for you. And I look forward to sharing more podcasts with you in the future. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you.